Welcome to Basic Brewing Radio for Thursday, September 8th. I'm James Spencer. Here at Basic Brewing Radio, we're all about home brewing, making beer at home. This week, we continue our conversation with Gerard Lemons, who has an impressive history in the brewing industry. Gerard gives us practical tips on using hops in home brewing in this episode. I want to thank everyone who has continued to give input on the sanitation issue. Those who have been listening to the show will remember that Andy from Chicago wrote in a couple of weeks ago to ask us to do a show on sanitation. And Steve Wilkes and I will get together in a couple of days to produce that show. I'm looking forward to that. And again, thanks to everyone who has written in on the topic. In addition to everyone who wrote to us on sanitation, I want to say howdy to Sam in Urbana, Illinois, who wrote in to ask about mead. Specifically, Sam wanted to know what websites or books I recommend on mead, and I came up blank, frankly. I know that there are great resources on mead out there, but other than the information on beertown.org, the site of the American Homebrewers Association, I didn't know any well enough to recommend. I found a, a mead recipe personally that I've always come back to again and again, uh, but I've always wanted to expand my mead-making abilities. So... If you have a favorite mead resource, either on the web or in books, send those to me, and I'll pass them on to Sam and everyone else. You can send your mead site and or book suggestions to james at basicbrewing.com or just use the contact page on basicbrewing.com. Now to our guest for this week. For those of you who didn't meet him last week, Gerard Lemons started his brewing career in 1965 as a trainee brewmaster at Heineken Breweries in Rotterdam. After two years there, he obtained a postgraduate degree in biochemistry and brewing. He then worked at Bass, first as a shift brewer, then R&D brewer, and then at 30 became the youngest head brewer at Bass. In 1973, Gerard joined Morris Hanbury to build a pellet plant in Kent, England. He later became a technical sale director and then after that a partner. Uh, Gerard Lemons is now with Brewers Supply Group until November when he will retire and move back to the U.K. We continued our conversation with Gerard by asking him to give us some practical advice for brewing at home with hops. One of the things, and it's funny enough, I mentioned it this morning again to a, a, a craft brewer, one of the things I would always recommend to a brewer, a home brewer, or a craft brewer, or whatever, is if, if they, they store their hop pallets or their cone hops at, in a cold store, or they freeze them sometimes, always bring out your, your hops you're going to use for brewing, 24 hours beforehand out of the cold store and let them warm up because you need to get rid of one of the hop oils uh, which uh, will give your beer um, less a less uh, good aroma the, the the way therefore to to get the best hop aroma in your beer especially if you're going to dry hop with pellets or cone hop is to bring the hops out of your cold store for 24 hours, let them warm, let them warm up, and get rid of the the, the undesirable hop oils, which um, evaporize by warming up. They're very volatile, and therefore you get rid of it uh, if you bring the hops for 24 hours out of cold store. What other uh, what other tips can you give us? Uh, I've I've read. Uh 
you know, a question on uh, the American Homebrewers Association discussion discussion forum on on whether to use a hop bag or whether to uh, just throw the hops right in the boil. Well, uh, I I would always throw throw the um, the hops straight into the boil because um, if you use a muslin bag or anything like that, you don't get a, a very good mix. Also. Uh, in uh, a dry hopping, uh, you you will not get uh, a very good mixture if you use uh, hops in muslin bags, in my opinion. So even in dry hopping, forego the bag. Even dry hopping, um, what 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 is a good good method probably for dry hopping is because again, like I I said, mercine is the the very volatile uh, hop oil um, which gives your beer a nasty aroma in fact you want to get rid of that if you if you have pellets and you want to dry hop with pellets what you can do is put some hot water on your pellets and add that to your final beer and you you get from your palate's instant hop aroma into your beer. Is this in the secondary fermentation or right before this bottling? Is in secondary fermentation. Mm-hmm. It 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 is far more effective to do that than to put uh, hop pellets in in cold secondary fermentation, because that will take quite a while for the oils to get into your beer. So make kind of a hop tea. Yeah. Well, actually. Some people call it, because it, it was uh, an idea uh, uh, a brewing friend of mine and I had several years ago when there was a, a craft brewing conference in Seattle, and uh, and we and and they called it actually Gerard's Tea because it was my idea to do that, and a lot of craft brewers are doing that in a keg. They put they put hot pellets in a keg. Put hot water on it, and it, the hot water shouldn't be above 75 degrees centigrade because otherwise you get harsh uh, uh, bitterness out of your hops uh, as well. So below 75, and you put it in the keg, and then you let it stand for about 20 minutes, and then you blow that into your second fermentation. That way you get instant hop aroma in your beer. And you need to do that as quickly as possible because to add it then to the beer because it, it does, uh, some of the, um, some of the oils are of course immediately going into the air. So you need to add it immediately to your beer. Don't let it stand too long. And, and how much water are we talking about? Oh, only a tiny little bit of water to just cover the pellets. And would you prefer, uh, let's talk about uh, pellets versus whole... Uh, whole hops, yes. yeah. But, 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 well, there are uh, uh, lots of advantages for pellets, uh, and and there might be one or two disadvantages. It It very much depends on how the pellets are manufactured in the pelleting plant. And as we have different pelleting plants owned by different people, there are different quality pellets. Um, having said that, I think now in the United States, probably 
better pellets are being manufactured than in Europe because in the, in the United States, most pelleting plants use fluid nitrogen to cool the, the, the dye in which the pellets are compressed. When, if you can imagine uh, a, a pelleting plant, you first have a mill, so you grind your hops, you get a powder, then you're trying to compress that powder into these little pellets, uh, which look like cattle food. Um, they, there is a lot of heat being formed, and if you're not careful, you're forming too much heat for the oils not to evaporize. So it, uh, I've seen pelleting plants uh, with a temperature uh, of 165 F. Well, at 145 F, you are losing already a lot of hop aroma. So the best way is to is to inert into the pellet dye fluid nitrogen to keep that temperature down. Let's assume that we've got the the best pellets made, yeah. uh, you know, done in the in the best manufacturing practices. What would you prefer? And maybe there's a, a uh, you know, a different preference per per uh, stage of uh, brewing, but uh, what would you prefer, whole hops or pellets? I, as an ex-brewer, would prefer to use whole pellets. But then probably, James, I'm biased because, uh, I mean, that was my init- initial project in the hop industry to build a pelleting plant. So, But for ease of use, uh, and for storage uh, and for handling um, the volume, I would I would have thought pellets are much easier to use. And let well, let's talk about uh, one of the uh, the off flavors that uh, that hops is is most closely associated with, and that is is skunking. And uh, you know that's generally associated if you you know you say uh, use. Brown bottles, because if the if the uh, sunlight gets to the uh, hops, if you use white bottles, mm-hmm. if you use white bottles, then the heating and oxidation of isohumulones uh, produce this stunky flavor. So if you if you um, if you want to use white bottles, you need to use. Um, uh, 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 downstream product from hop extract, which is called Tetra, and it is it is fairly um, difficult for breweries to switch them to normal produced beers because the whole system needs to be free from isohumulones, including the yeast. So it's not easy to go around that path, in fact, of of producing beer for white bottles. Um, and uh, people uh, who are or have been playing around with that, with that have found that out that uh, uh, it it isn't easy because your whole brewing system needs to be free of isohumulones. And and for a home brewer. And for a home brewer, I think that would be uh, uh, well. I think I think for a home brewer, a uh, home brewer wants to produce uh, uh, a beer which has got a nice 
bitterness, but also a nice aroma. And tetra, of course, doesn't contribute any hop aroma to the beer. It produces really only bitterness. And I'm not sure how uh, readily accessible uh, that would be to you know the average. Also, owner. also that I mean, I I I, I mean, thank God. Uh, the, the, even the craft brewing industry doesn't play with those products. Uh, I think those products are really for the big breweries who are producing beers uh, for white bottles. Uh, and and uh, why would you, as home brewer, want to go uh, to that path uh, anyway? Because it only... Uh, makes your life more difficult <laughs> uh, and produ- and really produces not a beer which has got a, a nice hop aroma so you 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 better stick to the traditional method of um, of brewing i think and use brown bottles and use brown bottles or a keg <laughs> yeah well that's the even the better way is to have a uh, uh produce beer in firkins um and traditional English ales. Well, listen, I I appreciate your time. It's uh, it's been very interesting. Okay, James. And uh, I gladly did that. I I hope uh, that we can talk again. I hope so too. We appreciate Gerard Lemons spending time to talk with us. I hope we'll get a chance to talk to Gerard again at the Great American Beer Festival in a few weeks. And he's generously provided a paper that he's written on hops to be made available for download. You can find the paper titled The Breeding of Hop Varieties and the description of this past week's episode on our site. You can find that by going to basicbrewingradio.com. If you have brewing questions or show suggestions or just want to say hey, you can write to james at basicbrewing.com or just fill out the contact form on basicbrewing.com. And please don't forget to tell us where you're from. It's always interesting to see where people are listening. And while you're on our site, you can check out our DVD, Basic Brewing Introduction to Extract Home Brewing. You can see a listing of the fine folks across the country who sell our DVD. And if there isn't a vendor in your area, you can order it online. You can always suggest that your local homebrew store stock it also. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's all until next week. Until then, thanks for listening. I'm James Spencer. Production help for Basic Brewing Radio and our website is provided by Kelly Dodson. Basic Brewing Radio is a production of Active Voicing. We'll talk to you next time. So long.